0: Well, hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, the group editor of Woman and Woman Home magazine.
1: And I'm Ian McEwan, group writer on TV Times, <laughs> What's on TV, and TV and Satellite Week magazines. And today we're looking at the new releases for the week starting Friday, the 4th of August 2023, including. Kate Atkinson as a true life con artist who disappeared in the ITVX drama Vanishing Act and Prime Video's moving tale of family trauma The Lost Flowers of Alice Hart starring Sigourney Weaver.
0: And we'll also be checking out Netflix sports documentary Mark Cavendish Never Enough about the British cyclist known as the Manx Missile and BBC iPlayer's twist-laden thriller *Wolf* featuring Owen Teal and Juliet Stevenson. But first, Ian, what is in
1: the news? Well, Hannah, people might think we just throw this podcast together, but no, we've just mentioned <laughs> Sigourney Weaver. And what's in the news? Filming is underway on a new Disney Plus entry in Ridley Scott's Alien sci-fi film franchise, which is set amid a turbulent time on Earth. Looking forward to that. What else is in the news, Hannah?
0: Well, my favourite, Ramesh Ranganathan and Tom Davis, are teaming up to narrate Prime Video's eight-part revival of the classic Japanese game show, Takashi's Castle.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Craig Charles (laughs) missing out on a repeat gig, but never mind. Now, uh, I would say it's a mixed week this week. However, having said that, the things that perhaps aren't so good are still worth watching for different reasons but anyway we're going to start off with one of the things i really enjoyed it's a new sports documentary on netflix which arrived on wednesday the 2nd of august it's called mark cavendish never enough and here's a clip
0: and mark cavendish just doesn't have the legs
1: at the moment his
0: legs aren't doing what they
1: used to do cav flinched Mm -hmm doesn't have the head or the mentality
0: for it i think his time has come and gone um and i love mark cavendish he's a a good bud
1: so this arrives hot on the heels of this year's tour de france in which mark cavendish for the uninitiated he is a sprinter a, a cyclist from the isle of man and he crashed out of this year's tour But this is looking back over the recent years in his career. He's been a really successful sprinter. I'm not going to tell you exactly what it covers if you're you're not familiar, because it's a really good story. But it takes in incredible crashes, struggles with mental health, and a remarkable comeback as well. And and as with all these behind-the-scenes sports documentaries, particularly on Netflix, there's great access. It does take a certain type of personality to be a top performer in some sports. And Cavendish, I would say, it certainly comes across that he can be a tricky character. And this one great section, it's a press conference at the start of the tour. And one of the lovely guys who does the ITV Tour de France coverage asks him, he says, Mark, can you be 100% sure that you're... You're fit enough for this year's tour, and Cavendish says, "Can you be a hundred percent sure that none of the journalists here are effing your wife?" <laughs> this is at a press conference, so yeah, he's 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 very driven. Cavendish, there's some there's some lovely footage of him when he's a little boy, and he's already keen on cycling, and it. And it it, it turns out that cycling has always sort of been his escape. And he had a slightly troubled childhood. We hear about that. We meet his wife, who seems delightful. And, of course, being a professional cyclist, you're spending a lot of time away from home. And I think straight after the birth of one of his kids, he went off on a training camp for, for ages. So it, it is a great story. And I found it incredibly moving, actually. And, and, of course, now he's got to the point where he has equaled Eddie Merckx's record for tour de france wins which is which is quite quite incredible um yeah it's a literally a real real roller coaster ride and even if you're not heavily into cycling it's a really good watch what did you think about this Hannah? i know you like the sports documentaries as well
0: yeah i really like sports documentaries and i i don't follow cycling very much particularly, although my brother does. And so um, I find these kind of documentaries where you actually learn something really, really interesting. And you talked about kind of some of the behaviours. And I don't think it's uncommon, is it, in competitive people to sometimes have that lashing out or sort of that, um, I suppose, kind of up and down um, temperament. Because I guess you're driven to such extreme in in so many sort of different circumstances. And basically, because you're so competitive and you want to win and it means everything, I think you can have real highs and real lows. And I guess this is exactly what you see here. This is exactly his journey. So you see the bad times, you see the good times. And like you said, it's really quite sad in places. You know, the the crashes are awful and horrible to watch. It makes you realise quite how dangerous these things can be. But also just seeing, you know, some of the very, very low points um, for Mark, and and it makes you realise perhaps why there are those moments that they lash out, or um, you don't really know what's going on behind closed doors. Someone looks very successful, it looks like they've got absolutely everything, but in reality, um, they're very, very low. And I, I just found, well, I always do with these sports documentaries. You always learn something new and I think it's irrelevant whether you're interested in the sport.
1: Over on BBC iPlayer we have a new drama series which actually started this Monday and Tuesday but the whole series is available to binge on iPlayer it's called Wolf and here's a clip. Our phone line's been cut time for some fun why are you doing this? we want you to be scared but when I say scared, I mean really scared.
0: Ah! You won't get away with this. Don't! So this is a six-part series, and I'm going to do my level best to try and explain, but it's quite complicated, in my opinion. You need to sit there and you need to watch it. Don't be doing something else at the same time. So this is an ab- adaptation. Um from uh, a set of novels of which i haven't read previously didn't know anything about and it centers on um jack caffrey um he is really troubled by the disappearance of his 10 year old brother back in the 90s um and you kind of it's never left him not that it ever should or could or would but he's convinced that a neighbor killed the sibling and he's been hell bent on getting justice. And this is a sort of a, a story that has happened so many times. I know that on just on this podcast alone, we've talked about a number of times where somebody, something's happened in their, their childhood and they want to seek their justice. And that's exactly what he wants to do. He wants to solve this mystery. But alongside that, there's a family clan um, and there's a mum her businessman husband, Oliver, and their daughter, Lucia. Um, And they have moved back to their country home so that Oliver, the husband, can recover from a heart operation. But they make this really grisly discovery, and it it causes all sorts of trauma because it brings back the memories of a terrible double murder that had happened previously. Um, into something very, very nasty because they're essentially um, held captives um, by these very twisted psychopaths in their own home. Now, this is labelled horror, but there are parts of this that I find really unconvincing, I'm afraid to say, and I wasn't particularly scared, and I am quite a scaredy cat, so I don't know why I wasn't, but for me, I think it's because it just didn't feel particularly authentic. But the way these two worlds collide is because Jack, he. Wales to pursue this lead about his brother and he gets completely embroiled in this um, trouble with uh, this family home and so you see kind of he wants to he's completely it's called wolf because he's like a wolf once he's got a sense of something he just can't stop you know he, 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 he'll do anything to get justice and he gets embroiled in it and it I mean quite interesting I suppose or not interesting, it's quite sort of um, dramatic in part. It's it can make you jump in parts. but equally I just didn't find it very credible, very believable and I wasn't particularly frightened and I really thought I would be because, so I read all the, the bump around this before before watching the episode and I thought oh god I'm absolutely terrified I don't think it is, I don't know if you'd agree with me and I, I, for me I'm not sure what it does that's particularly new or particularly different. Well,
1: I don't want to swear on the podcast, Hannah, but I would describe this as Bravo Sierra crazy, if you know what I mean. So it's one of those yeah. things that you'll watch and repeatedly you'll be thinking. Well, apart from a lot of unintentional humour, I think it has, um, which, as you say, it kind of detracts from the horror element when you're when you're laughing at the wrong thing. You'll just keep saying nobody would do that. Nobody would say that. This doesn't make sense. However, it's quite compelling in a way, because once you've seen one episode, you feel like I've got to find this is so crazy. I've got to find out how it pans out. So I put, I found Juliet Stevenson's uh, very nervy mother uh, quite unintentionally hilarious. She keeps jumping at every noise, and I think the best thing about it that there's some really ridiculous scenes. So, for instance, DI Jack Caffrey, who's played by Uckwell Roach, he thinks his opposite neighbour is responsible for his brother's disappearance, so he's just basically sp- surveilling him all the time. And this guy looks like a sort of, you know, a, a ridiculous stereotypical idea of a man who would kidnap a child. And at one point he arrives at a barbecue at Caffrey's house and empties a fake bag of human bones onto the lawn. Yes, this really happens. On top of that, in in the Welsh bit of the storyline people keep talking about these horrific murders that happened at the donkey pitch which for some reason is just it's just very funny and odd so it's ridiculous it's crazy it's compelling everyone's talking about it i would say the best bit about it is uh, you've got the wonderful Ewan rion who was in that brilliant series misfits years ago and sasha dewan are playing these two cops who turn up, and then it all turns pretty strange. That they are having the time of their lives with these roles. They're very good. They're very entertaining. And I think I noticed in the trailer there's a little sort of nod to risky business, that Tom Cruise film where he slides into shots without his trousers on, kind of dancing. Did you see that? So I can't <laughs> wait to see how they, I can't wait to see how they crowbar that into the action. But yeah, I think it's one of those ones. I'm not going to say it's so bad it's good but it's so weird that you mm. can't. you kind of you can't I mean I'm going to I've seen two episodes and I am going to I'm going to see it through to the end believe you're, you you're me you're a braver man than me <laughs> over on Prime Video we have another new series which arrives on Friday the 4th of August it's called The Lost Flowers of Alice Hart and here is a clip when I was little I used to dream about fire. Fire is an element that requires friction, fuel, and oxygen. And one day, everything went up in flames. So this is seven episodes long. You get three on Friday, and then it will drop weekly. It's set in Australia, it's also adopted from a a book by Holly Ringland and it centres around three generations of a family, a very fractured family and it starts off with what initially looks like quite an idyllic childhood for young Alice, she's a nine year old, she's dancing around the kitchen with her parents, she's playing on the beach, she's going on boat trips. But this apparently happy family is not quite what it seems. Now, I don't want to give away too many spoilers, but there's a there's a family tragedy which means that Alice needs to find a new home. So there's a local librarian called Sally, played by Asher Keddy, who has her own troubled family history. She wants to adopt Alice, and she's really kind of helped in looking after her. However, out of the woodwork comes her grandma June played by the brilliant Sigourney Weaver A very different role for Weaver um, who initially shows no interest she's estranged from it's her son who is Alice's dad she, she's been estranged from them but she decides to take young Alice in and she lives on a flower farm which is also a woman's refuge and We're going to move on to where Alice is a young woman, obviously played by a different actress. Um, And in the process, secrets and lies from the family history over the generations are going to emerge. And they are going to impact on Alice's own relationship with a guy that she falls for. It's quite good. I mean, it looks amazing, beautifully shot. And it's sort of demonstrating how trauma goes from one generation to the next. It's very hard to break that chain. Um, I really liked it. I loved episode one. I thought it looked good. It's got some intriguing mysteries that are clearly going to be unraveled. And as always, it's just, just great to see Sigourney Weaver, who, of course, we know, I guess she's most famous for things like alien and avatar but she's she's done lots of great stuff including the ice storm galaxy quest so good to see her she's 73 now would you believe and uh, she's on great form in this um yeah something very different and i I thoroughly enjoyed it what did you think hannah
0: yeah i agree i very sad I, i think and unlike what we spoke about before feels very credible and very authentic and um I have to say, I didn't. I didn't have dry eyes at some points in this because it's just, it's it's the story of a child, isn't it? And so, some of the scenes are quite upsetting, really, because of what happens, but also very beautiful, um, sort of scenery, I suppose. So it's kind of like all this clashing, and so it plays with all the emotions. And I also really enjoy the different generations and the way they interact with each other. I think that's really interesting. And, and the kind of, I suppose it's a bit like every family, there are secrets that you may never know. And some in these situations, which of course will come out of woodwork. Um So I yeah, I really enjoyed it, but I, it's, I found it a bit of a tearjerker.
1: Now we're going to finish with a true crime drama series on ITVX. It's also set in Australia. It's called Vanishing Act. And here's a clip. She stole 40 million and dropped off the face of the earth. Melissa Carter. You won't believe what really went down.
0: So this is actually a true crime story. Um, and it's based on the financial advisor, Melissa haddock she was dubbed the con artist of the century because she swindled so many people friends family clients you name it out of millions of pounds to fund her lavish lifestyle and again we talked earlier this is not the first time something like this has been done but this is or the, the premise of this isn't isn't the first time it's been done but i think the first time um it's been surrounding this particular person and um it follows her story because she vanishes she takes all of their money um and she vanishes into thin air after an early morning run and i think the whole story is really shocking because at the times that you quite like her but the, sh- the absolute shocking deception um is huge she was so credible she was so believable everybody was sucked in by this and then she was just able to vanish and again it's not an unheard of story people do do that but how is it that that can happen how can you just vanish without um a trace and it's a three-parter um and it kind of, as i say it sets it sets the whole scene so it's not a documentary but it sets kind of how she would have sucked these people in um and then subsequently you know how she then vanishes Um, i have to say i i quite enjoyed it but um i think that i i I felt that quite intriguing i i didn't necessarily know the story particularly myself Um, and the uncovering of kind of what what actually happened and the conspiracy theories that went around her disappearance um, I, I found quite interesting, um, just and also because because it is based on something that actually actually happened. Um, so for me, I, yeah, I, I I have said I did quite enjoy it.
1: Yeah, you've got uh, Kate Atkinson from Wentworth playing Melissa. It's a funny one. I mean, the, one of the strangest parts of the the story is that her her foot, her disembodied foot was found on a beach, wasn't it, after she went missing. Mm. So they kind of, they posit one or two theories about what might have happened. It's it's received some criticism because I have to say, I don't think the script is very good and it's been compared to an episode of Kath and Kim, which is <laughs> which is quite cruel. It's one of my favourite shows. But obviously that just tonally... I don't think it quite works. Um, yeah, it's a bit clunky. It's a bit. It's a bit melodramatic. It's a bit kind of lifetime movie style treatment. And she she is good in it, but I don't think she's helped by the script. And also, she narrates that Melissa narrates the story, and it's this incredibly breezy, kind of jolly, upbeat take on what she's doing with that with absolutely zero. Regrets or reservations about the fact that she's just yeah she's just stealing lots of money from her 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 nearest and dearest. So because it's a true story, it is rather compelling. I was hooked in by episode one with the reservation that it needed a better script. I have to say. <laughs> now we've got to that time, Hannah, where we find out uh, what you've been binging on this week
0: well would you believe it i watched the remake of father of the bride and i'm got to be honest with you i preferred the first one i don't know if you've watched the remake but it, 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 i didn't think it was nearly as funny i thought the wedding planner wasn't nearly as funny as first time round
1: okay well i've been getting stuck into the women's world cup looking good for the lionesses they're through to the knockout phase so come on england now we've just got time So look ahead to next week's offering. So what are we going to be talking about, Hannah?
0: Well, this looks really good, but Matthew Broderick stars in the Netflix drama series Painkiller about the US opioid epidemic.
1: And Gregory Fetusi is a politician hiding dark secrets in the sun-drenched ITV murder mystery, The Reunion. So we look forward to those and much, much more. But in the meantime...